This is ContraCast, the show about tech, gadgets, games, and general geekiness. Welcome back to ContraCast. This is episode number 28 for March 19, 2010. My name is Paul Kwiatkowski, and with me today is Mike Pulaski and John Kwiatkowski. How are you guys doing today? Uh, I I would be doing better if uh, would be would be Paul. Forward the show. So first, so let me elaborate. We just did an awesome, awesome twenty-five minute live <laughs> show over UStream, uh, and I somebody had, forgot to record. I something hit me, and I said, you know what? I, I don't. I don't remember seeing a pop-up thing for the recording icon, and I looked down, and sure enough, it wasn't running. So now it's running, and uh, <coughs> the bad news is that you might miss some of the great conversation we just had that was just freeform, and that's very unfortunate. The good news is you won't hear any of the any of the boring stuff in the beginning. So, you okay there, John? John, you crinkling uh, chips over there? Crumpling the chips. No, I had to pull out a cough drop because um, I'm still sick from the weekend. Okay, better best not have you coughing rather than crumpling bags. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. All right, continue, Paul. So it's hard to know where we start. So what we did is, um, we're just going to start right off. Mike, do you want to tell everyone about the uh, app of the week? Ah, uh, yes. We'll start this right off. Um, again, it's the second time. Uh, the app of the week is um, Zombie Farm. And uh, if you play Farmville on uh, Facebook, you will really like this app. Um, this app is um, really interesting um, for so far that I have uh, played it. Um, what you do in the app is you uh, basically do what you do in Farmville. And what I think is better about Farmville is um, Farmville, there's no animations when you do anything versus uh, Zombie Farm. You actually you know, have animations from your guy whenever he's, like, planting crops or, like, you know, digging or hoeing or whatever you call it. Um, but what's different about Zombie Farm is it's a game where uh, you actually harvest zombies, not just uh, plants and stuff, and you have gold count, and what you do is you build a zombie army just by farming zombies, and when you get to a certain amount of zombies, I haven't got there yet, actually, but... When you get to a certain amount of zombies, you're going to actually attack uh, villages and other farms and for brains and uh, gold and stuff. So I actually haven't gotten to that part, so I don't really know how much about that. Um, other than that, it's um, basically Farmville. You know, you, you buy plants, you increase your gold, you get more different types of plants, you uh, get more space and stuff like that. Um, Right now, it is um, free, so you can try it. It should be for free now. Um, don't quote me on that if it's not free. But uh, I think only for a limited time, it's going to be free. So I would uh, go ahead and jump on that right away. I heard this from Scott Johnson, and he told me it was free. So I was just like, might as well go ahead and download it. You know, I'm not a big fan of Farmville or anything. But if uh, you believe you'll like it, go ahead and download it. Um, it should be, you know, selling for 99 cents and maybe a week from now or something. Yeah. But um, uh, that's the app of the week, and other than the app of the week, uh, we, are, we actually had an update for Foursquare, if you ever use Foursquare. 
Um, the Foursquare update is actually much better than it was before. Um, we have uh, we have a better uh, layout, which is um, very good for what it was. Um, Foursquare for me was just really, it was always laggy and slow, and it never found my location, which I really hated because um, I like to check into Laurel Hall, which is my location, but now I can actually do that because in places it'll save your history whenever you checked into there. So whenever I act, um, actually get the chance to log into Laurel, then it saves it in my history, and I can just click on it later and log in. Um, That's cool. There's another app out there, I forget what it's called, that actually does... Um, that's actually a rival to this app, and it um, uh, it does Gowalla. it by exactly what's it called? Gowalla. Gowalla, yeah, and it does it by location, but um, so you actually have to be in the location. But it's more for iPhone users, so so go ahead and try out Gowalla if you um, like that. But um, basically, on Foursquare, square, you really don't have to be at the place to check in. You just have to be kind of near it. I mean, I'm at least a mile from you know, Wendy's or something, but I can check into Wendy's from here. Mm-hmm. Same thing, but, um, yeah, that's a update of the week, if you want to call it, if you want to call it that. So, um, yeah, the new Foursquare is nice. They changed the color scheme from, like, a, a dark, like, a grays and black to a white and blue, which is nice. Uh, it's just easier to see. You can still use some improvements on, you know, especially location finding. For yeah, them. uh, but there are some decent, uh, like the... Um, what's it called? Oh, that you can tweet now. You don't have to auto tweet. You can um, you can set the service up so that it uh, it tweets whenever you um, whenever you I guess check into a place. You have the ability to tweet right then rather than uh, tweet after the fact or, or tweet automatically. That's nice. Yeah, I mean it's just it's a nice little feature that if you want to tell someone where you are but you don't want to tell them all the time. Uh-huh. Um, but then after that, we were talking about uh, Battlefield Heroes. And so this, of course, we talked about it in our, uh, early on, maybe episode four or five. And then we talked about it um, probably 15 or 16. And we're talking about it again because John and I played the game the last couple, <laughs> weeks, the last couple of days, really. And they made some changes again to the system. Um, and they're not so great. So uh, Battlefield Heroes is a free-to-play game. Uh, at least it used to be that you could play for free and never have a performance uh, loss to people who are paying to play it. And the only thing you could pay for was, like, clothing upgrades. So if you were big into the game, you could pay to have... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. It's got a bit of a cold. You could pay to have a really nifty... Um, <coughs> Oh, fantastic. Mike just handed me a Ricola. Cough drop. <laughs> <coughs> I thought so it, was it used to be yeah. that you just pay for a uniform. And what you do now is you actually pay for uh, guns. Here and such. Guns. And guns used to be the one equalizer. You could earn enough money in-game to always have additional weaponry. And that was what kept everything equal. Um... And now you can't. I mean, you, you can to a degree, but all you can buy with the in-game currency is, uh, what is it? whatever it's called. You buy uh, not you buy the, the lowest end weapons, and you can only keep them for a day for an exorbitant amount of money. So the the time it takes to earn enough in-game money to buy a weapon for a day is like 
five hours of playing. Which, which is insane. Yeah, five hours for one day's worth of using a certain gun. So that's like, you know, four or five days worth of casual playing. So whereas I, guess, I guess they're going for a high-cost weapon, because then I was looking at the pricing of the, uh, like the weapon sets you can buy now, they're special ones. Yeah. And they cost $45 worth of, like, battlefield points or whatever. Wow. Which means that's $45 of money that's going towards a special gun for a game and a fancy hat. Yeah. Shoes. Um, and and as we were talking before, you know, it's, it makes, you know, I, w- I would not spend $45 in this game. Maybe 5 or 10 but not 45 that's best saved. It's, I mean, it's a fun game, but it has way too many flaws to spend more than about $10 on. Uh, it's certainly not paying for, you know, a full set of weapons and everything for an unlimited amount of time. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. Redonkulous, yep. So, after that, we talked about God of War 3, the new game for the PlayStation 3. And this game, like Uncharted 2, is really the second, you know, one of the first that makes me actually want a PS3. Um, And I think that this is one of the defining games of the PlayStation. If you think back... um, you know, early on, Xbox completely ruled this market because they had games like Gears of War and Gears of War 2 and Halo 3. Um, and only recently we started getting better games than what was coming out at the same time on the PS3. So you got Uncharted 2 last year, um, end of last year, and then you got uh, God of War 3 now. And God of War 3 looks ridiculous. <laughs> um, on that note, Paul, uh, why don't we talk about God of War 3 itself? I know we got into a discussion last time yeah, about yeah. Uh, all the consoles, but um, we can talk about that later. Uh, God of War 3 is uh, uh, a sequel to God of War 2, of course. Okay. And um, 1. Oh, and 1. Um, it's uh, for PlayStation 3 only. Uh, the graphics look really good. Um, the gameplay is awesome. It's got great reviews. Um, it's just an overall great game. Um, later we're going to be talking about uh, the movie Clash of the Titans, and this game couldn't have per- picked a perfect time to come out because uh, definitely makes me want to see the movie and you know play God of War. Yeah, this. Uh, it, if it I don't get to play God of War after I see Clash of the Titans, I don't know. I don't know if stuff's going to hit the fan. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, God of War uh, is the third. God of War Three is the third venture of Kratos who began life as a mere mortal, who's a Spartan, and through his various ventures in the God of War series, he ends up killing Ares, the God of War, and then becomes the new God of War. Um, God of War 3 opens with uh, Kratos leading an army, basically, of titans up Mount Olympus to destroy the gods once and for all. And holy That's kind of crazy. Uh, we've got a video the first 15 minutes of the game uh, via G4 that we're going to put in the show notes because we could we could sit here and describe things all day long and add <laughs> and you know run through the dictionary and not come up with a, a, an image as awesome as the image in the uh, video. Basically, uh, the Titans are climbing Mount Olympus. Kratos is riding along the shoulder or back of uh, Gaia, the Titan of Earth. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'll say, but holy cow, it is awesome. 
Um, it's you know, this is it's it's one of those things like Uncharted 2 and a lot like uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 that starts to really blur the lines between film and uh, and video game. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, in the past, this is the kind of thing where you might have had a cheesy cutscene in the past, and all of a sudden you're fighting guys in a, you know in a big room or whatever. This is like you're. Everything is in-game now, so everything, all the animation is done with the in-game engine. There's no pre-rendered yeah. scenes, you know, where you have a really high-quality movie-like cutscene, and, and then you go back to the, the low-quality game. Um, everything is high-quality now, and it looks so good. Um, yeah, definitely, you know, especially with uh, Uncharted 2. I know PlayStation had the commercials about the, the girlfriends, um... Complaining <laughs> about their boyfriend or the the boyfriend complaining. Hey, that's great marketing they've got going on. You know, wanting to watch Uncharted two because she thought it was a movie, which is um, basically where games are getting now. But uh, of course, movies are now moving to three D, so games will probably move to three D later. To <laughs> they are, and games seem to be more more of a fit because if you think about it, I mean, games are already a more immersive environment than a movie. Oh yeah. So I mean, a game like this or a game like Modern Warfare two or something, playing that in three D would just be awesome. Um, but you never leave the couch. That's the problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely check out the video if you got some time. It's 15 minutes long, like I said, um, and it's definitely, uh, definitely a lot of fun. I mean, it makes you want to immediately pick up the game or go watch Clash of the Titans or something. Um, and before we go on to Clash of the Titans, um, Mike was so we talked about uh, PlayStation Move a little bit. Um, PlayStation Move, Mike, you want to fill everybody in on what that is exactly? Uh, PlayStation Move is basically um, PlayStation's version of the Wiimote controller. Um, as Paul said earlier, well, of course you didn't hear it, but um, <laughs> Paul talked about it earlier. Um, they do have a nunchuck-like device and a Wii, uh, Wiimote. Um, of course, their Wiimote is all black, and it basically looks like the same thing except for a big, round... And a big ball in the end. End, yeah. which I thought was kind of stupid, but now I'm thinking it's kind of cool because the ball lights up different colors for what control you are. But um, anyways, um, they have videos online of the, uh, you know, I think a commercial that I saw on um, Gizmodo earlier, and it's uh, just uh, people actually using the controllers and doing like you know fist punching for like boxing and stuff like that. And it looked really cool because their nunchuck was like wireless, and it just looks more. I don't know, it looks more in-depth than the Wii, versus the Wii is, like, you know, cooking and, like, running stuff and, like, all these, like, cheesy games. And their game, you know, PlayStation's demo games were just, like, them playing first-person shooters, like Call of Duty or something, or, like, uh, you know, not just Wii boxing with, like, these little, you know, triangle figures that they created. Um, yeah, exactly. Actually, like, you know, you know really good high-def graphics Well, their demo, their demo just seemed... I mean, it was like what we all expected from the Wii in the beginning. You know, the Wii had videos of of some guy diving behind a couch and firing the Wiimote like a gun at the TV. Um, and then, of course, we got a collection of minigames after a collection of minigames after a collection of minigames. I know, it seems, like, it seems like they didn't even try to make these minigames. I mean, I mean, you got these, like, little Wii characters that are actually, like, Worse in graphics than your little, you know, character icon on Xbox 360. Oh, I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. they're just, they're called Miis. And they're just like, it's a cool concept, but, I mean, if they would just improve the graphics, I know they're trying to make it, you know, for 
Yeah, um, but but that's the thing is where the PlayStation Move and then Project Natal and Microsoft they did the same kind of deal, um, where they demo and they don't demo uh, people. They don't demo just like a basic thing. They demo people, you know, playing a game where they're firing arrows at enemies or whatever. They're using a sword and a shield to fight them off, or, and, and that sort of thing. And that's the kind of thing that would actually get people moving. I mean, if you know, if you were in a room. Um, and you're you're looking at your big screen TV and you're fighting off a horde of enemies in God of War 3, and instead of pressing a few buttons, you're actually swinging your arms and everything to mimic uh, your on-screen behavior, you know, you'll actually be moving, unlike the Wii, where you're you know, moving a tiny little bit on the couch. Uh, you're not even moving at all. You're just sitting there. I mean, yeah. Def- Looking your wrist back and forth doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean... The, the Wii is marketed, for me, the Wii is um, marketed towards very young gamers and very old gamers. I mean, not very old gamers, but like middle-aged to older gamers and younger gamers. Well, older and they, than average, yeah. Yeah, older than average. They don't focus on the in-between so much. I mean, it seems like we're missing out because we want better graphics and, you know, like all these, like PlayStation 3's got Blu-ray and stuff, and they just couldn't give us better graphics. We know it was possible for them to produce, like, at least... Well, yeah, and the thing is, the I mean, like I said it before, the the Wii has the same rough power as the original Xbox from 2001. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much a joke. I mean, that's not to say the Xbox was bad; it was great at its time. But the the fact that uh, five years after that came out, Nintendo releases a console with basically the same specs, slightly slower in many cases. And they're exactly. capable of doing some things like uh, a certain type of shading. I can't remember now, but it's it's pretty prevalent in the Far Cry game on there. But uh, but that's enough about that. So, Clash of the Titans is yeah. out very soon. April two, uh, this film is coming out. It's a remake of the nineteen eighty one film based on the same name, um, and that film was the last film I think of. What is it? Ray Harryhausen, who is a big deal for uh, claymation stuff. You know, right at that time, claymation was really starting to fade out um, as better techniques and computer-generated graphics were coming in. But this movie absolutely looks awesome, this new one. Um, it's weird to me. They've announced that it's, it's uh, starring Sam Worthington. It's directed by Louis uh, uh, Lettier or Lettierier. Um, Interior. <laughs> he's the director of uh, a few movies I had not heard of, and one I had, and then he's also the director of Transporter 2. Um, so Transporter is not a great movie. Yeah, Transporter is not a great movie in itself. It's an okay movie, but Transporter 2, if you've ever seen that, it's terrible. It's a horrible movie. Horrible. The thing, though, is that, that it's not his fault entirely for Transporter 2. He didn't write the script for Transporter 2, which is probably the worst part. Um, and as far as the action goes, it's pretty good. And so I'm not I'm not worried about this film being a lot of fun, in the way that Transporter, if you really could turn off your mind and your eyes for a lot of it, it could have been fun. <laughs> um, but essentially, this movie follows Perseus, uh, who is born of a god, Zeus, of course, and then raised by men, um. He is helpless to save his family from Hades, uh, vengeful god of the underworld. 
Perseus volunteers to lead a dangerous mission to defeat Hades before, but before he can save power uh, from Zeus and unleash hell on Earth. Uh, Zeus is Liam Neeson, so that's cool, right? <coughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and then Sam Worthington is again the uh, is Sully from Avatar, so he's Ooh. had a number of roles lately. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, but this was really cool. The, the weird thing to me is that it says it, it was going to come out March 26, 2010, so that would be a week from today. Oh, that would be awesome, because it would be on my birthday. I know. Of course, it's a hot tub time machine. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, later announced that it's going to be converted to 3D, and it's going to be released on April 2. So I don't understand this whole business of 3D, especially for this film, because it didn't start in 3D. I, I was reading an article about that. It, um yesterday. And they're saying that a lot of movies now, like, you know, Avatar comes out, big 3D, it's been done, big 3D cameras, everyone loved it. And, like, five movies after have been, before they've even been released, been 3D, like, digitized. Yeah. Which is said the down, the part that you can't stand about it, yes, stuff does jump out. They said the backgrounds and the scenery is not 3D. See, that's the thing. Is not, so it feels like an, an old 3D where they only have things here and there jumping out at you. I'm not playing this. It's still natural. See it in 2D. Because, um, see, this, this one probably will be worth it to watch it in 2D. Yeah, well, I mean, Avatar is one I, I would justify watching in 3D because it was... Uh, it's done properly. It was it was, the whole thing is based on 3D. in 3D. It was ready to roll, and, and it, so it felt so immersive. Um... At least while they were filming it, I know they were checking to see how it looked in the 3D version for Avatar. Yeah. I mean, I, this one just sounds like they were just like, oh, 3D's yeah, up says, and, you know, whatever. It says, the Heat Vision blog reported on January 27 that after a 3D conversion test of the film, Warner Brothers found it to be a roaring success. They decided to convert the entire thing to 3D and premiered a little later. Well, I mean, I might see it in 3D, but... um. If I didn't like it so much as far as 3D, I might just, you know, maybe walk down the hall and move to the, the, 2D, the 2D. Move to the 2D theater? Uh, I'm sure. I, mean, I think know, it might be worth it you to know try the Metacritic reviews and Rotten Tomatoes come out a few days before it comes out. Yeah, we'll see how it does. We'll know before. Because, um, you know, Repo Man just came out, and that looked interesting, but it's been getting horrible reviews. Um, absolutely terrible. Like 29% on Metacritic. <laughs> no, uh, Boondock Saints too low. <coughs> yeah, not the spirit low though. That's about six percent. <laughs> Good grief, that's a terrible movie. Six percent. Yes, it was. Oh boy, and that was the only topic we talked about that was not pre-done. <laughs> um, and I love how we see before we had actually gone. Uh, more time than we've done now. 25, 25 minutes. I think we've we done 25 minutes. We had a longer intro, and we were definitely talking about Wii and PlayStation longer. Well, we talked about what we've done over the last couple of weeks, and nothing, honestly, that's a waste of time because none of us did anything interesting, really. We went to the beach, came back, got sick, blah, blah, end of the story. That, that's about it. Yeah, sick. The only fun thing is we created a, uh, a coat of arms for me, you, and, uh, Mike and Steve, which is pretty fun. It's got all sorts of interesting little uh, inside jokes on it. <laughs> it's flanked on either side on one version by Link and Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
which prompted uh, one guy online to say, are you all 14? To which I responded, we were all 14 once. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, most, of, most of our, you know, memes, self-memes, I guess, came well, from they, we were 14. Or they all come from different times, but, you know, it's easy to remember some of those. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we have some other ones, but we just couldn't remember. Exactly. You know, Beast of Armistice is that on there? Yeah, we have that on, on there. <laughs> I wasn't there then. So. I know, Mike wasn't there. <laughs> so, um, before we get into our, you know, stuff that other people don't care about. <laughs> before we get into the rest of the show, oh, wait! <laughs> there comes the rest of the show. Uh, um, I guess we could uh, talk a little bit about how we need to get the show out more, um, Oh, we got a Twitter account now. We did, we did. So we do for the show. So we set up at ContraCast, um, and at ContraCast we'll be releasing details on the show and relevant business. We're still trying to follow a lot of people on there. Um, so if you want an additional follower, <laughs> by all means, at ContraCast will follow you. <laughs> um, and we'll push you out... Mention anything about tech or games or movies, and you will be followed. <laughs> Um, but so it's at ContraCast, and that is if you just want to follow the show and a few relevant, uh, details from the show, <coughs> such as, you know, tweets about God of War, tweets about other things we talk about, um, because, you know, I mean, I know, for instance, my traffic is, like, 25 times as much as ContraCast, at ContraCast, um, but feel free to follow us there. The same way you can follow uh, the ContraCast blog if you're not interested in what I do over at paul-kwiatkowski.com. Um, <coughs> sorry, I'm still <coughs> sick. Very grief. All right, so if you don't mind, um, please leave us a review on iTunes, you know, or just a starred review or uh, something of that nature. If you want to hear anything on the show, please uh, send us in a message on Facebook or on Twitter. And how can people follow you on uh, on the Internet, John? You can follow me at uh, twitter.com slash J underscore Kwiatkowski. And how about you, Mike? Uh, people can follow me at uh, twitter.com forward slash uh, M. Kowski. And um, I'm currently, you know... Uh, on Twitter, I probably need to change this later, change it to uh, open so that people can follow me right away. But um, you can follow me; I will approve you if you do. Um, I will make uh, my Twitter account definitely. You know, I should actually I'll do that right now. I'll uh, unlock my Twitter account. <laughs> Paul's patting me on the back. <laughs> He's yeah. proud of me. Right now, uh, during the show, Mike, we'll do it live. Is Twitter.com/slash/contrapaul. And uh, and you can follow my exploits on the interwebs at Paul uh, Dash or hyphen com, and that will be in the show notes on the Contracast blog as well as my website, which I just that's the word I was looking for. Uh, protect my tweets. Okay, yeah. my tweets are no longer protected. <laughs> so we will talk to you guys next week, hopefully, um, and let us know if there's anything you want to hear uh, talked about, and we will discuss it. And we're going to be coming at you live probably from now on. I don't know, you know, how many people stopped in and watched the show tonight, but more people will come, I'm sure. So uh, for Paul and John and Steve, who's not here, 
Steve isn't here, Paul. It's okay. It's oozing professionalism right now. And Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was uh, sick. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>